Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, episode 13, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. Joining me as always, he is the legend, and uh, I know he gets uncomfortable when I call him that, Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan. Uh, Gareth, it's been a little while and uh, we haven't, uh, you know, chatted uh, lives are busy and and unfortunately podcasts don't pay just yet they will in future but um how you been keeping man how you been you've been busy yeah look uh, uh good uh operating uh obviously got to pay the bills so we 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 deep in the work zone but uh you know that's part of life and no, it's uh, one of those things isn't it yeah yeah look i think um you know, uh, I think it was Gareth Cliff who posted something on Twitter earlier just saying how podcasts are now uh, taking over like mainstream news and radio in, in, in certain aspects. So, um, yeah, we thank you for joining us on this journey and uh, continue supporting MMA Uncaged. And as we continue bringing you more content, more views and from M- MMA royalty, of course, uh, we're missing Justin Ferrier. Uh, our thoughts are with him. And his family during this difficult time, he'll be back soon. But uh, Gareth, let's talk MMA and, and let's talk about Vegas this weekend. Um, Vegas 10. Um, it was it was rather interesting. I mean, let's start off uh, Michelle Waterson against Angela Overkill Hill. History was made as, as Angela was the first African-American uh, female fighter to, to headline a card. And I mean... It obviously speaks volumes of where the UFC is at, but we've got to commend the, the UFC for putting on fight card after fight card after fight card and, and just we're just getting fantastic action, aren't we? Yeah, look, I, I, they just they never seem to, to fail with the fights that they're putting together. And I think that's something that they're so strong at is they just they have this ability to find these athletes that uh, just when you compare them to each other, there's not much. And then they put on these incredible shows I mean, she's a she's a she's a major in art, um, and her and her husband were feeling a bit fat around this tummy, and decided no, we're gonna go and do some some Muay Thai or whatever it was in uh, at their local gym, and she turned out to be a she's turning out to be a world star fighter. I mean, the fight was incredible, um, the striking was phenomenal, her her counter punching uh, was was remarkable. I mean. Her timing, quick on her feet. She used a sharp movement on her toes to to create space. Um, you know, in the in the show they were talking about, it was almost the puncher versus the kicker. And uh, she did very well not to be in that kicking range. She didn't allow what is a lot of ability to throw off those remarkable kicks and and those axe kicks and spinning kicks. Um, and, and she drew her into the boxing match and. Uh, you could see within the first two rounds, she was completely winning the winning the fight. Um, she she cracked her a few times on that right eye, uh, gave her a nice lump over that. And then you know, Watterson did did smart stuff. She 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 showed her ability on the wrestling. She showed her ability in the in the ground department. And uh, you know, this is kind of kind of my thing. I, I think guys start to become a little bit too one dimensional in in the way they fight and and forget that we we we're so used to seeing this attractive stand up and. People just wanting to to bang and put on the show and knock people out and ah, oh, but you forget that it's MMA. MMA is such a a vast vast uh, space and it has so many different techniques and 
fighters have got to have got to keep themselves um, in a zone where they're capable of doing anything at any time. Uh, you're not winning on the feet. You're not. Uh, you're not getting the advantage. You're not. You're not getting the eye of the the judge. You need to be able to change it up. You need to be able to be strong enough to to get takedowns. Uh, or and then once a takedown happens, to get on top. Uh, you look at a guy. I mean, just a prime example is is a is uh, that uh, that was fought on the card. You know, just another design of of Khabib. Yeah. Um, Got heavy, heavy hands. Can trade. Not scared to trade. Lightning fast. Throws this. Just sets this un- incredible tempo. But once he gets hold of you, I mean, yeah. the man just turns into a monster. Otman Azaita, the guy from Morocco. Is that who you're referring to? No, no, no. Otman's. Oh, no, Otman uh, uh, is uh, is. Um, He's 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 Moroccan, but he's fighting out of France or something now. Yeah, I, I think the, it's the bulldozer. Or Belgium or something. Yeah, Man, yeah. That that guy has the most incredible power. I think he was, uh, I think total of ninety four seconds or something. Yeah. Just, but, no, it's incredible. But but getting back to what you said and and something that uh, uh, I mean, you look at it. Obviously, everyone wants a fight bonus at the end of the day. Everyone wants a knockout bonus, performance bonus, whatever it is. Is it difficult though going into the hexagon or the octagon and not uh, getting carried away by by trying to put on a show and trying to keep the fans happy? Because I imagine when there are lots of fans and we've seen it in the EFC and the UFC and one championship and whatever it is, um, the fighters almost draw that energy from the the crowd. How difficult is it not to be sucked into that and want to put on a show? Well, I think it's changed now. I think it's very different. There's no crowd in the in the arena, so you become you become. I almost compare it to you, you now in a stage where you are kind of sparring in the gym. It's almost that same feel, and that's where you see the real ability of fighters uh, is when they're comfortable, they're in that zone, they can throw off the combinations they want, they can do the things that they want to do. Uh, that crowd can hop you to another level where you just get these crazy things that happen. I mean, you go back to Masvidal running in. I was actually watching the fight uh, two days ago and, and, and that knockout of uh, Ben Esker. Yeah. But it's just it's just the moment. It's these moment things. These moment things create these unbelievable uh, 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 memories or highlight reels. We're not seeing so much of that in, uh, in, in MMA at the moment because – it's it's a different scenario. Watterson was saying the same thing. She said the first time that she fought with no crowd, she said it was the the freakiest thing she had ever done because she felt like she was in her gym. She yeah. felt like she was sparring in her gym. And then what is the mindset then? And what are you doing? And how are you responding? And what is your ability? And does your ability shine? Or do you become... I mean, you get guys that are the most remarkable uh, uh, match day guys. Yeah. And then you just get guys that are just unbelievable gym guys. What the way they spar in the gym, as opposed to the way they spar in the ring, is completely different. And I kind of think you're seeing that. I think you're seeing guys that you wouldn't expect to put on the performances that they do are doing that because of the a million rounds that they've they yeah. put in, in inside the in, inside the gym and the and that's the kind of feel. You then just get these guys that get electrified by the moments and the crowd and the hype, and then they just do these crazy things. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it, it's a it, I think it's a very tough situation to be in. But again, it just then shows the professionalism of a lot of these guys. These guys have responded in the most incredible way. 
I don't think. I, I mean, I, I, if I if I have to pick one fight, I would say it was Lionheart, and he didn't really pitch up on the night. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. But but he's just that kind of guy. He's a guy that you're either gonna get somebody who's kind of very reserved, or you're just gonna get this animal. Yeah. Um, I think he's also just had so many fights that when you get into that moment where you kind of not having that crowd and you can hear the corner and you can hear everybody talking and it's quite quiet and it sounds like gym in there, um, you can become very complacent and relaxed because you've done it. I mean, I can guarantee you now, if you asked him to uh, put a number to how many rounds he spot in his life, five minute rounds he spot, you wouldn't even be able, you wouldn't even be able to yeah. comprehend it. So I, I think it's that moment again. Yeah. How do you think you would have would have uh, coped in an in an arena where, you know, you got your your Metallica walkout song uh, and you got the vibe, but there's no crowd. I mean, how do you think you would have reacted to that? Because it is different hearing all the coaches, the breathing, the commentators. You know, because those those are things you don't hear when there's a packed crowd, is it? Yeah. So I think I think for me, I fed a lot of energy. I was a I was a big energy fighter and. Uh, Crowds really got me going, and I could really become super focused on on what I needed to do. And that that at, at times when I needed it, I could draw on it. But again, in the gym, you know, I could have really good days and I could have really bad days. Mm. I, the one thing that I would say in that quiet space, I was a lot more aware of things, and I was a lot more reactive to what needed to be done than what it would have happened in that chaotic. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's then it's almost just a go 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 scenario. Um, I, I was a I was a lot more in the gym. I'm a lot more calculated. I pick things. I choose things. Uh, so I, I really don't know. I mean, it, it's an interesting scenario, and uh, um, you know, I, I, I it's gonna I think it's gonna be very difficult for us to to see the big stadiums yeah. again. I think I think the the massive crowds are. Are potentially a thing of the past. I think COVID is something that's still around. You, yeah. you look now, the UK and a lot of areas are going back into full lockdowns because they're going into winter, so that fear starts to set back yeah. in. How does that? How does that then uh, affect what is happening? And then have they found a model that is just is successful yeah. for them? Um, they're obviously not getting the revenue of uh, of uh, the crowd, but pay per view. I, I mean, there must be still some. You know, some huge think, appetite there. Well, I think that's where they they're going to mm. start uh, really cashing in on the pay per view stuff because obviously, you know, people can't get to the arenas, they can't see it, they can't fill it out. Big fight cards coming up now. I think I think uh, an amazing fight to to think oh. about <laughs> coming forward is uh, Israel Adesanya and and uh, and and Acosta. Um, because they both they both big crowd guys. Yeah, they are. They're both guys that feed off the crowd, that electrification. They're both guys that are um, just they drive off that hype and they yeah, that energy just makes them into spectacular fighters. How does it now suit them going into a space where they're not? Well, this is this is going to be interesting because remember we've got one more in Vegas at the Apex, and then we've got to fight Island. So I mean, this weekend before we even get to Adesanya Costa, we've got. Bad blood. Tyron Woodley, former champion, goes up yeah. against uh, Kobe Covington, and and I mean, let's be honest, that is going to be a potential barn burner because these guys just don't like each other. They've got so much beef, and this has been playing out for almost two years, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, listen, if I look at this fight now, it's really I I think 
Uh, Tyron Woodley's legacy is on the line. I think Colby Covington's got a he's got a good career ahead of him. I think a loss he could bounce back from. I think he could definitely uh, revive himself. Uh, he's just that that nonchalant guy that would probably just walk through the loss. And I mean, you look at the fight with Kamar Usman, and he still felt he still felt like he was the winner. You know, he's just that type of guy. Yeah. You know, Woodley. Uh, it, it, I don't see Woodley coming back from from another loss. I I think it's time that he puts up his hand and shows what he's capable of. Um, very excited fight. These are two guys that just don't like each other. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 a clear there's a clear indication of that. I don't like you. You don't like me, and we're going to hit each other. Does does <laughs> does does Colby Covington want to get into a slugfest with uh, Tyron Woodley? 100% not because no there's still, there's still, still one power. factor there's still one factor that's 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 lots of magic that guy hits you with one punch it's game over do, do you think that Woodley I mean 38 years old now um, he's not a spring chicken um, do you think that after losing to Gilbert Burns I mean we, we, you rate Gilbert Burns we all rate him um, do you think he's learnt lessons do you think we're going to see the old Tyron Woodley or do you think he's going to have to adapt for this grudge match because emotion does come into it. Well, so the thing is, what again, are you gonna, is he going to play it safe and try and eke out a victory and look for an opportunity to... Everybody knows that game. Everybody knows that, that one-punch power. So no one plays into that game anymore. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been read. They, they, have the, they have the skill sets not to put themselves in that scenario. He needs to start doing the things that he did before. He needs to start wrestling guys. He needs to start using good footwork. He needs to start letting his hands go. Um, we know he's super tough. We know he's got a good chin. I mean, he's taken some incredible punches. Uh, I think he just plays it too safe, and, and that's cost him twice. It cost him against yeah. Usman, and it cost him against Gilbert Burns. Uh, he kind of got this stage fright, didn't rock up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what wh- what is the scenario? What is... Well, I mean, he's really, at the end of the day, he's fighting for his own legacy. And uh, he needs to make the decision. I don't think anybody else can for him. I think he's got to, I think he's got to go throw caution to the wind. Um, I mean, for me, I, I, I would say in this stage, go out on, for him, he's got to go out on the shield. If he, if, he, if, he, if he tries to put himself in a scenario where he tries to pick the same game, he's going to lose. Colby Covington's for. He's far too good of a fighter to make yeah. that mistake. Um, but what the thing is, is Kobe Covington, is, is, his arrogance is the type of guy that he could draw him into mm. a slugfest and then use that uh, that right-hand power to knock him out. From Covington's point of view, though, I mean, he sees this as, firstly, I mean, it's it's more than a grudge match. Uh, this, is, this is about bragging rights, too. But if Covington does win, then he's calling out you know, Usman again. You know what I'm saying? He's he's looking at uh, at, at another title shot, isn't he? Yeah, look, hundred percent. I think he's he's an incredible fighter. I think he was. Uh, look, I mean, he he put on a show against uh, Kumar Usman. He he just he wasn't in the same space physically and uh, to to take on that kind of monster. Mm. Um, not that he isn't capable. He's technically is he he has the skill set. But I think knowing the fact that he he's fought Kumar Usman, um, you know Kumar Usman is starting to fall into that pattern of what most champions do. They find a space where they are are way better than everybody else, yeah. and then they stick to that. And eventually, somebody figures you out, you know. Uh, so I mean, I, I I'd like to see him fight again. Uh, I would like to see uh, I, I'd like to see Colby Covington fight George Masvidal. 
That would be a great fight. Uh, I think that would be, that'd be, that'd be a ball burn, man. <laughs> two guys throwing slinging words at each other, and then two guys are just not afraid to get stuck in. I mean, yeah. you you saw what uh, George Masvidal was about. So, guy took a fight on a week's notice. Uh, he 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 started to slow down quite drastically. Um, but I think with the right camp and the right structures, he's a guy that could beat Kamoisman. Then yeah. there's Gilbert Burns. I mean, Gilbert Burns' is hands there. So. That that little welterweight division, there's a, there's a couple of guys there that are uh, they're very interesting, and yeah. I think there's a nice mix. I think if you look at all the divisions, there's a there's a five or six guys there that could at, at any time could be the world champion. It's exciting, man, and and I, and I think that's testament to the talent that's in that EF, uh, the UFC stable. Um, Donald Cerrone, uh, cowboy. Uh, he's in action against Nico Price, um, 37 years old. He's on a four-fight losing streak. Is this last chance saloon for the fan favorite Cowboy Cerrone? Yeah, look, I think I think if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't produce the goods on uh, on the weekend, I think this could be be goodbye for him. I think he's been a great servant for for UFC. He's done an incredible job in the way that he fought. Uh, he reminds me a lot of of uh, a guy like Martin von Staden or Dino Bagatine, you know, a guy who was who was of the highest quality for a long, 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 long time. These are guys that were, and he he's a guy who's been in the top five for fifteen years. Yeah, he's I mean, veteran. And, yeah, and and that that's although he never went on to win a a world title. His ability to stay in the mix constantly all the time is the type of fighter that he is. But he's just a guy that out of nowhere can boop, that's out, or just do something unbelievable. So, yeah, look, I mean, um, let's see. Let's see how he performs. He's also another guy that's uh, he's a game day guy. Yeah. I think uh, I, I just I don't think he has the same will anymore. You know, he's got two babies now and he's – He's he's loving life as a as a family man. He's got but his he's ranch. A, he, yeah, he's a he's a fighter by heart, and yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a guy that will always come on and put on a show. Um, he's a guy that always put his hand up. But I, I just think that uh, the game has advanced so much, and yeah. it has changed to such a level that the youngsters coming through are just just efficient, and the older guys are 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 not able to keep up the way that they used to. Yeah, I mean, Nico Price, 11 UFC fights, all 11 of them he's been entertaining. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's, he's a good guy to, to have in the mix. And, yeah, it, it could be make or break for, for Donald. Let's hope it uh, goes the way of Donald. But Nico Price, you know, he's there to, to come and stake his claim and continue his climb. I mean, another incredible uh, fight. Well, we don't know if it's going to be an incredible fight, but it's certainly a guy with a lot of hype behind him. Comes at Chimaev. Eight weeks after two victories in ten days, he comes up against, um, with all due respect, to is is very much one of the gatekeepers in uh, in MMA. Uh, Gerald, oh, Gerald, sorry, Mearshite, uh, is that right? Mearshite, I'm I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Uh, I'm not going to try myself because I'm pretty sure that I'll mess that up. But listen, I, I think that I did mess that uh... up. But he's like 47 fights that he's had in his career. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows his way around. The MMA scene. Yeah, look, I just don't think he's in the same ballpark. I mean, that kid, this cat is just—he's—he's he's your next superstar. Yeah, he's—he's he's the next big name um, in the middleweight division. He's the guy that's going to come in and he's going to stir the pot there massively. He's vicious. He's strong. 
and he's 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 a 100% mix of of Khabib. He does the same things. He's violent, he's got this temperament, he's 100% backs himself. Uh he doesn't he fears nothing um and he has a skill set to go with it. Uh I I I can guarantee you're going to see something lightning quick and I and I I'm pretty sure it's going to be two or three minutes into the fight and he'll dispatch him. Uh, if not, he's going to take a serious amount of punishment. Uh, Let me ask you this. Um, with uh, Jemayev going, uh, well, he returns I mean, to middleweight. I, mean, I think he's already booked his next fight. <laughs> it could be. I, I, he, he's I so he confident, was... isn't he? He's no, so confident. I, serious. I, I, I saw, I saw a, a, when did I a press conference at, and... and uh, um, Dana White was talking about how people were asking him, isn't it disrespectful to his opponent to uh, to uh, to book uh, him another fight before he's even fought somebody or his wow. opponent? And, and and Dana White was just saying, he's just very different. He but, said he's been do- doing this game a long time and, yeah. and he's a different guy. And uh, I, I agree. So I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. He's There's just something very, very different about him. And I, I I'm going to I'm going to find it very hard to to pick a name who's going to stop a guy like that to be honest. I mean he's 26 years old. He's only had eight professional fights. You know what I'm saying? And already they reckon he could be welterweight. <clears throat> Excuse me, welterweight and middleweight champion. Well, listen, I I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't deny those um those thoughts, uh, from what I've seen, I think he's he's he is something special. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's the same. Look at look at Boratino. Boratino was ten and zero, and he was already everybody was screaming at what kind of an animal he is, and now he's fighting for the world title. So uh, these youngsters have come through. They they not these guys are not they not uh, they're not a guy who's come from a from a jujitsu or this yeah. or that background. They are martial artists, and they train MMA. They set a standard that is incredibly high, and just people can't match it. They can't keep up with it. Um, he's also a guy who's been doing martial arts since he was two or three or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's in his blood. It's, 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 it's in his nature. It's in his DNA. He doesn't know anything else. And when you come across guys like that, it's they're very difficult to beat because their mentality is is – so supreme to to majority of the people around them. They think differently, they move differently, they react differently, and uh, you just you see it in the way that he behaves. I mean, he fights. He's already calling guys out. He's like, I want to fight. Let me fight again. He's a fighter. He doesn't unbelievable. He, he he doesn't him for him. It's not a oh, I need a six month month camp or a year. He's like, I'm ready. I want to fight tomorrow. Ten days. Sign me. I want to fight. I'll fight again. You know, and. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy that's going to pump himself all the way to the top. And uh, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised after he dismantles this guy on the weekend that they throw a very big name in him. They have to. To see, to see what he's got. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what's what's interesting is, as you say then, you made a great point. It's just the mentality. And you look at a guy like Khabib, they don't believe that they can be beaten. And I mean, how do you fight someone who does not give up or believe that they can be beaten? You know well, what I mean? That that is something. So that's it's a huge psychological battle in its own for their opponent. But it's a it's a it's 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 hard to explain because it's 
look, I mean, I'm a fighter. I've I, I've lived this life. I've walked it. I've talked it. I've been in there. I've I committed everything to it. But there's just they have this thing about them. It's their it's in their nature. It's in their blood. Like I said, it's in their DNA. It's in their mentality. It's in their lifestyle. It's it's in the people they surround themselves with. They they are born like that way. Like, yeah, like, I, like Lady Gaga says, <laughs> I, I kind of liken them to these perfect assassins. That's what yeah. they are. They just, they, they are designed. They designed to kill. That's what they designed to do. They don't know anything else. Yeah. They, they don't have anything else in their life. That is their life. Is this it's the new breed do. of fighter that we're seeing? This sort of East European, you know, um, wrestler that just mauls you all from from the beginning to the end that just believes they can't can't be beaten is this the new generation or the new breed we're seeing so the the funny thing is i mean i i, I look at kabib and i still don't think we've even seen kabib go to the next level i mean this is a guy who takes world-class fighters throws them around sits on top of them talks to cage side people shouts at dana white shouts the guy to quit he, i don't think we've ever seen him transgress into that yeah that that pure killer that he can be and yeah. that that's the next level of these guys that's the i mean like a Boricino. i mean you, you watched him go toe-to-toe with your uh, your romario i mean he no fear. back off once no. no fear he stood in front of him he ate every single punch that he threw and he threw it back just as hard it's just a different mentality in them they just I mean, and I, I, I do believe you're gonna you're gonna see it uh, fighting transgress into a space of where it is in the rest of the world, where your sporting prime is 28, 29, yeah. 30. I think that's when you're just this pure killer, and then it just changes because you just can't keep up anymore. You can't. Yeah. It, the, the, the pace that is being set is just too high. It's just too fast. These guys are they. Is it a case of realizing you're actually mortal? You know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest. Well, I fighters think eventually... all think they're immortal when they start fighting. It's just how you, it's just how fighters are. And then you get to a point, I suppose, where maybe you get a, an L next to your name and suddenly you're going, well, you know, I could get hurt here. Or, you know, is there a mindset change? Look, I think I think that uh, I think you start to learn a little bit for the ability of getting hit hard. I think you also... St- get to a stage where you just don't want to get hit the same way anymore and you start working out how not to get hit and how to stay away from the punishment. I think in the early years, I mean, for me, my in the beginning, I didn't care. I was I, If I looked at myself at 27, 28, 29, if I put myself in the UFC at that space, it would have been a completely different animal. Yeah. You know, I started to go into, I went into the UFC at 34 years old, which is still not, it's, it's not, it's not old. No. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not, it's not a thing, but I had been through eight or nine years of of continuous violence that I started not wanting to be hit and not wanting to be in the space where everything's so aggressive and I try to which is natural. It's yeah, natural. I try to be. I, I, I stopped being. I stopped being the killer mm. and I became more of the professional. Yeah. And I think that's where it changes in guys. I think guys try and become too professional. They become too and they forget that that competitiveness, that want, that desire to win, that kill. And uh, you, 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 you kind of be trying to become this perfect fighter that the sponsors love, the fans love, everybody loves, the environment loves, but you forget doing to do the job that was that that you're supposed to do. 
let me ask you this and 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 it's once again you mentioned that you've got to keep sponsors happy fans happy family happy you've got to be a professional and you've still got to be a killer how do you do it is it even possible to be all those things at once well it uh, it, it is you need to you need to put every each each aspect into a compartment and that compartment needs to be drawn upon when you're in that environment. It's that simple. And if you don't have the ability to do that, it's going to be a very difficult time for you. If you're allowed to, if you're allowed to become too messy and too all over the place, it's going to consume you. Um, uh, you know, you need to. You look at a, again, Khabib. Khabib is the prime example. He's like, okay, I, I'm the killer today. Tomorrow, I'm the I'm the spiritual man. The next day, I'm the family man. I'm with my friends. He knows his spaces, yeah. and once he gets into spaces, that particular person takes over. And um, it, it comes down to professionalism. It comes down to uh, having the right people around you, uh, uh, the right kind of head – I mean, we say head doctors, but I mean NLP coaches, shrinks, psychiatrists, whoever it is that Mentors is. Mentors or whatever yeah. it is. So then why, why does Conor McGregor keep getting it wrong by the looks of things? I think Connor's just got too much money, and uh, there's too much environment for him to make mistakes. I, I was listening to an interesting uh, conversation. I mean, uh, Dana answered with this whole nonsense that's going on with him and the sexual abuse charge in, in France, and and uh, for Dana to say that his in, his world is crazy, you must know. I mean, Dana's seen it all. He's yeah. he's been there right from the beginning, and he was kind of explaining like he's like. Why has this kid got so many bodyguards? It's just, I mean, what does he, what does he need that kind of, that manpower for? Until he went out with him, and he just saw how crazy people reacted. And it's again, these things happen. I mean, it, it happens in all in the in the movie world. It happens in yeah. the music world. It happens where the fans become psychotic, and uh, it can consume you. I, I think he's a guy that likes to enjoy himself. Uh, I think there's. I mean, who knows? Uh, the allegations around him that continuously we get attracted to him, is it because of his persona? Is it people trying to pull money out of it? Or is it because he's actually really responsible for the things that he does? We've seen things that he's done, so you kind of lead to the other way. I mean, uh, there's talk of tweets we had put on that he had he was talking about committing suicide and his family. And, I mean, that's a desperate man. That's a, that's if, if that's the kind of space that you're in, yeah. He he feels like he's in he's in a lot of trouble. One or he's he's he he can't handle it anymore. I mean, it's affecting his family and so forth. But then again, um, don't put yourself in those scenarios. I mean, yeah. you want you want to behave like the gangster bad boy, um, but then when it comes knocking, you you kind of uh, feel like you're being attacked. You know, if those if that's the world you live in, you've got to be able to handle every scenario that comes at you, and you've got to be able to handle it like a man, and you've got to be able to handle it like a professional. I think Connor Connor is in a space where he had just has too much money at his at his fingertips, and he the discipline's gone, and, yeah. and he made it very quick. He, he he's a guy that came up. He worked incredibly hard to get where he needed to go. He was incredibly disciplined for that period of time. And now he has everything that he wants. I mean, he just continuously makes money, everything he touches. Yeah. Uh, good news, bad news. Connor's always in the, in the news. Look, so he's no, everybody's he's no um, angel. Let's let's be honest. I mean, the no, guy look, is a little bit honest. rough around the edges when it comes to certain things. But he isn't an entertainer. But as you say, 
you know, there's also a lot of pressure that comes with the stardom and the, the sort of bling life that he puts on and, and that he has because he's Conor McGregor. He's supposed to be the baddest man on the planet, you know? Well, listen, this is this is the second uh, allegations of, of sexual abuse um, by somebody. Uh, there was there was allegations in uh, about two or three years ago in Ireland, and um, that was a big you – know, there was big woo and then all of a sudden that went, that went away. So, I mean – you know how, how how deep does this these yeah. allegations run? Um, I, I, but I, I then again I say when you're in the public eye and the people demand demand so much of you, you're asking for trouble when these kind of things come out. I mean, because they're going to persecute you. Of course. And they're just looking for an opportunity to to throw a slander your name or break it or turn it into more than what it really is. Yeah, but let's be honest. Conor McGregor has done an enormous amount to get UFC the the ratings that it gets and the pay-per-view money so so uncle dana has a soft spot for connor that's for sure <laughs> that's for well, sure well listen he made the money he he changed the game he he put it to the next level and uh he he made he made ufc a lot of money so of course they're going to protect uh, yeah. protect the guy it's a lot like john jones john jones was the star he ma- he did make a lot of money for the ufc and they protected him as much as they possibly can i mean i don't know is this, is there something about being being rated as the as the greatest or, or putting yourself in in that category is it, it again for me it's I, I believe that we don't we don't teach people how to become stars mm. it's just all of a sudden thrusted upon them and it's just this crazy world of just too much money fast cars parties people and it and it and it consumes you and it's a drug you, it's like a you, drug and, and you just need more and more, yeah. and more and more and more and more and more and more. But we're not taught how to be better better people. They're not taught how to handle the scenarios. They're not taught how to – I mean, I think a guy like Khabib, who's probably made just as much as money as what Connor has, um, but it's, again, it's the people around him. Yeah. It's the people around him that kept him grounded and focused on on, on who he is. So, I mean, there's two different types of people. Uh some people go can reach at stardom and and be the perfect professionals. The others, I mean, look at George Champier. George Champier was the same. Squeaky I mean, clean. he was a guy that was selling out sixty, seventy thousand uh, stadiums, hundred thousand stadiums before anybody else was. The guys who was demanding six, seven, eight million rand dollar pay per views. Yeah. I mean, he had made just as much money, but was a professional. And then you get a guy like Connor who came along, who probably got more stardom. For the bad things that he did, um, when you look at the two fighters, who's the better martial artist at the end of the day? Yeah, well, it's always going to be debatable. Um, all right, well, let's touch on let's touch on this weekend. Um, it's the last one. Uh, let's have a quick look at at your predictions for this one. I think let's let's go down to to Mackenzie Dern. She's she's back in action. Um, and it's it's there's been a lot of hype with Mackenzie Dern. She takes on Randa Marcos. Uh, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, listen, uh, Randa's a good wrestler. She's uh, very physical. I mean, I've always said that the the, the biggest neutralizer of uh, a, a high a high level jits game is 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 very good wrestling. Um, but Mackenzie Dern's is just her jiu-jitsu is just unbelievably sick. Stand up, not the greatest. She's still, she's still something she's working on, and she's, 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 uh, she's putting together. And you know, I, I, one thing about uh, um, uh, jits guys because they're very hippie and, and and strong, 
solid bases and 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 good structures, uh, they have good power. Yeah. That's why you see, you see with wrestlers as well. Um, very interesting. Uh, I, I look, I, I think that Mackenzie Burns' uh, ground game is just too advanced for 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 Randa, and I think she's gonna she, she'll sub her somewhere or the other. Um, and she is the first female to earn a submission finish via leg lock. I mean, in the UFC history, so yeah, she's legit. It's it's gonna be interesting. So uh, prediction on that one. Final. Yeah, look, I, I look, I, I I believe that she'll probably sub her. Um, how that's gonna go? I'm not I'm not sure. She has a she has a, a lucky packet full of submissions. So <laughs> let's see. But look, I mean, it's a fight. I, it's I, a fight. I, Anything can could, happen. Could go to decision. Um, yeah. but I, I I do see. Uh, uh, if it's on the floor, I think Mackenzie will eat out. And then, then, look, I mean, on the feet, uh, Randa got some good power. So, I mean, let's let's see how they're both big girls, big, strong girls for that division. Johnny Walker uh, against Ryan Spann. Yeah, look, I think Johnny Walker needs to to step up a little bit. I think he was unlucky in his last fight. Uh, I, I, he's still very dynamic and, and has this, um, I think, after being being knocked out himself, uh, it changed his, his thought pattern. Um, and and brought him back to earth, like like what we say, and you you're only as strong as until you get hit very hard. Um, but he he has the tools, and he needs to trust himself. I think he I think he has that capability of elevating himself again. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with with Walk on this one. Yeah, that'll end a two fight slide anyway. If he does yeah. win that one, comes out Chemaev against uh, GM three as they call him. Yeah, I don't Gerald see that. I don't see that going longer than two so or three. Safe bets on uh, Chimaev. Yeah, definitely. Then, of course, um, Donald Cerrone against Nico Price. It's a make or break for Donald. Yeah, look, I think I think uh, they're both guys, veterans in the industry, and they both need to put on a show, and they know both need to win. I think uh, it's important. Uh, experience should go. Would you would say to Donald? I mean, I, I like Donald Cerrone, and I'm hoping that he does get a good victory, and uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. Cool. And then finally, uh, it's the bad blood, the 38-year-old former champion, Woodley, uh, up against the 32-year-old Colby Covington, who's a smack talk. He's trying to make America great again, apparently, and uh, there's been barbs for two years now. How do you see that one going? Look, I, I think if Tyron doesn't knock him out, uh, Colby's going to definitely tie. I, I, look, I'm, I, I'd start to sway myself towards Colby. I think he's... He's he's in his prime. He's a little bit more hungry. He wants it more. He's chasing something. Tyron just seems to be. I think he just doesn't have that fire anymore. I, oh, I saw. I saw he, he quoted. Oh, the fans want to see my hands go, so I'm gonna let my hands go. That's the thing I need to do. That's guy. That's the guy who's trying to find find himself and mm. and put on the thing. But you 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 can't deny his his unbelievable power. Does he have the ability to beat Colby Covington? No, I think we're going to see pretty much the same. I think he's going to get gun shy, and I think he's going to he's going he's going to lose his fight. I don't I don't think he has what it takes anymore. It's going to be very interesting, nonetheless. And then, of course, after that, uh, next week's episode, we will break it all down as uh, the champion Israel Adesanya puts it on the line against uh, the man he's called a uh, Ricky Martin wannabe uh, against Paulo Costa. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> it's going to be massive it's going to be massive thanks very much uh, Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan it's been good catching up and um, yeah that was episode 13 catch us again like and subscribe and of course uh, if you want to comment get in touch with us on social media at Soldier Boy Inc I think if yeah. I'm not mistaken on That's Twitter correct. and Insta 
Yeah. So get in touch. Thanks very much. It's been MMA Uncaged. We'll catch you again next time. Let's go. 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 It's the web. No surrender. No surrender. Myself, they call me J-O-A to the easy end Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeches Trying to air a grievance, but his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance, call the tower This is our credit, he the air apparent uh-huh. Really, I've never been better Legacy, this is forever All the more times I've been seven I'm raising the bar, you can go ahead and measure Think about time for a toast Time that we welcome to go Yo, we're just leaving it, no This right here forever